You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season on Odyssey and co-host of the Jason and John Midday Radio Show here in Memphis. I hope you're listening to weekdays from 11 to 2 on 929 FM ESPN. could follow me on Twitter at JasonSmith929. The talent is my guy, Anthony Sane. He is the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, a man who's covered the Grizzlies in written radio broadcast, podcast <laughs> form for the last nine years. Covered him everywhere else to every other platform you can cover the Grizzlies. can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Former Sports Illustrated. Uh, beat yeah. writer for the Memphis Grizzlies. Don't leave that. That's part another out. one you held that down. That yeah. was a L- LLC, I remember. Yeah, LLC. yeah, real, real pivot type stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. big this time. Short lived. Uh, what was the name of that company? They're still around. They're still doing it though. He's they, done they, it all, they, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And now we have the uh, we have the the fortune of having him here on grind season. Hey, I uh, might got, I got my next not next show, but in the next few shows, I got another resume uh, edition. I'm gonna add on. I'm gonna I'm good. Gonna, uh, tell y'all about man so i'm really exciting i hope y'all to hope y'all check it out you know it's another little, little thing thing i got going on but yeah when saying says exciting you gotta you gotta be glued to it first thing yeah for sure first thing first you can uh you can hear us uh on grind season twice per week we hope you listen on the free odyssey app uh spotify wherever you get your podcast just search for grind season do us a solid by pushing that subscribe button Will do you it please? Thank you, thank you. It don't cost a thing to, to, to surprise. I mean, that surprise. Subscribe and make that thing ring. You know, not, not a thing. Not a thing. We no. certainly appreciate it. Uh, on this edition of Grind Season, even though uh, the Grizzlies have played what just one game since mm-hmm. we last talked, uh, like we oh, talked about, it had, some, it had some stuff to it. Feels like a lot's happened since uh-huh. uh, since Monday's podcast, including um, that tense game, one hundred nine, one hundred one loss at Minnesota was the first time. Grizzlies have been back at the target center since they dispatched them in right. six games uh, last year in the playoffs. Hit the Seven, gritty. Hit the gritty on, on, the, hit the gritty on them. We're dancing on them and certainly yeah. left Minnesota feeling a certain kind of way after mm-hmm. last season. Seven technicals, maybe as a, you know, sort of evidence of that, seven technicals were issued in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know the score by now. Uh, Dylan Brooks, John ja Morant ejected late in that one. Meanwhile, Anthony Edwards was going off late. I got to tip my cap to him. That was 17 and his 29 in the fourth quarter. We're going to ask Sane. I'm real curious to get his his take, whether that loss mm-hmm. for the Grizzlies was just as simple as, you know, sloppiness after an extended time in New York after you beat the the Knicks, you know, 27 turnovers season high. Or or did, was was that was that Minnesota figuring something out? You know, without Carl Anthony Towns, was that mm-hmm. sort of an addition by subtraction situation? We'll get into that. We'll get into the minnesota memphis rivalry if it is one right. if it's gonna be one mm-hmm. i know anthony edwards certainly thinks it is uh we'll yeah. do all that uh uh to start the show after that we're gonna we're gonna talk about the end of that game uh ja morant's ejection 
He, he yeah. posted about it on social media afterwards. I, I think there's a number of things, a number of ways we can go. Uh, but mm-hmm. Ja obviously felt a certain kind of way about that official, said something afterwards. I want to get Sane's take on, did he go too far in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, what he said to that official after he was ejected? And then finally, we'll look ahead uh, and discuss a, a, a three-game and four-day stretch coming up for the Grizzlies uh, in which they'll, what, they'll host Philadelphia on Friday. They got Detroit on Sunday. Uh, I think Detroit and Dallas were locked up last I looked tonight uh, in, in, a, in a battle. And then um, uh, Miami uh, is coming to FedEx Forum on Monday. What are our expectations? What are we keeping an eye on uh, as the Grizzlies get into the second quarter of the season? So that's uh, that's this episode of Grind Season. Saying, like we said, we'll start here. What'd you make, uh, before we get to Ja, the ejections at the end, what'd you make mm-hmm. of the, the loss to the Timberwolves? Which, which saying? By the way, and uh, you know we've been keeping track mm-hmm. that that loss dropped the Grizzlies to three and six now without Desmond Bain. We said he was going to be hard to replace, and he and he yeah. had shown to be. Just what you what you make of the loss? Saying is that just one you chalk up to? Hey, you're on the road. You're going to lose some of these, or did you take more from it? I think three things happened. You hit on you hit on two of them. Um, you talked about how. Was it a case of them kicking it a little bit too hard in New York? I think they had like two two nights. They spent an extra night in New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had something to do with it. You got a bunch of young, rich millionaires fresh off a win in New York City. Uh, they hung, I'm sure they hung out and did their thing. But they're professionals. They're adults. We still call them kids, and we look at them as young players. But, you know, that shouldn't really be a factor. But I'm. it, it seems like it probably did. There's been a lot of people talking about that um, today. Um, also something that could factor in, like you said, is this team may be a little better with just one center. Who would have thought it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the way people were talking this summer. Uh, but, yeah, they seem like they may be a better team um, with, without – without because just playing one center. I'm not going to say minus Towns, but sure. I think playing one, yeah. one right. big works better for them. And it also established a pecking order where Anthony Edwards was clearly that dude. Uh, I think a lot of what this – like we talked about a few weeks ago when we beat these guys – a lot of their demise comes from no clear pecking order. I think Anthony Edwards is the best player on that team. I think he's one of, he's one of the better young players in the league. And when you start talking about guys that are the future of the league, I don't think enough attention goes to Anthony Edwards, who I think is an incredible player. Um, so I think that factor. And sometimes you just get your ass whooped. You know what I mean? Sometimes a team that wants to beat you, beat you, kicks you in the mouth. And I think we saw that last night as well. Um, we were very uh, celebratory. That game that was – you know, a week or so ago here in Memphis was a big game to our team. You could tell it meant something. Job was extra chit-chatty that game. Uh, you know, he was basically telling Carl Anthony Towns, get the, get out, get out, get out of here when he fouled out, when he got the, the early fouls in the first half and when he ultimately fouled out in the second half. You know, Job was very uh, 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 loud about, you know, what he had to say about that. Um, so I think, like I said, man, sometimes, you know, this is what this is what a rivalry game looks like. And, and and we'll talk about that at some point as well. Uh, this this is the Grizzlies rivalry to me. There are other teams that like you know your Dallas's. Um, you know I, I don't like the Pelicans. I don't like the Hawks. Those are the two teams that I that I really want to get a rivalry started with. Of course, you got the Warriors. You know the Sun the the, the uh, Christmas Day game. But mm-hmm. this is the rivalry to me. This Minnesota one is mutual. It's some it's some fuck y'all going on on both sides, man. And, and I think we saw that last night. But we'll talk about that more. As the night goes on, um, I'm not really gonna stress too much about the loss. Like I said, man, you're gonna lose some games. 
you're going to show some immaturity, which we saw a lot of uh, yesterday. But uh, I can't, like I said, three and six without Desmond Bain. When this team's full strength, I'm still confident that they'll be, well, they'll be all right. They'll be good. But I'm I'm with you 100 percent. We'll go back to something you you're talking about on Anthony Edwards. You know he added five steals and three blocks in that game, mm -hmm. and and the blocks reminded me. You know he got Ja on one coming late on a mm -hmm. on a layup attempt. Got him. Got Brandon Clark. But but the team fed off one. One of them turned into a transition bucket. He dunked on the other end, and it's like their um, Chris Finch said afterwards when he's playing at that kind of level, they feed off him. Saying I. Don't, I I don't think they've done a good job of figuring no, that out until no, now. You know, no. uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towns questioned, you know, Anthony, the shape Anthony Edwards was in so at the beginning, you know, been eating too much Popeyes. You know, that was public mm -hmm. and everything else. And they've almost made him early on some of their early season struggles. Like they've tried to make Anthony Edwards and his, his shape mm -hmm. the, the scapegoat. You, you see where I'm going with this? Right. I think they have done a piss poor job of putting him in a position to be the face of that franchise. I, I don't, yeah. first off, I don't know if they realize it to your point that he should be that he's the best player on that team. But I, I, I made this point today with, with, with John on our show that like the Grizzlies, when they had Jay Crowder and guys like that around John Moran, even Kyle Anderson to an extent uh, of mm -hmm. the last couple of years, yeah. they've had those vets and the right guys to empower the alpha dog in the room to say, man, go the take the alpha dog. Yeah. You yeah. go be at the top of this pecking order. Uh -huh. You watch the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns in there. Him and him and Kyle are arguing at the at the free throw line underneath the basket about defensive assignments. It's a it's like when when Carl is in there, back to your point, whether it's him or, or another center, whatever it is, it's like they don't know who the leader is. When he's out last night, they had to feed off Anthony Edwards. I don't, it, it's almost a travesty that they haven't figured that out to this point that young man's career. And you see a, you see in him, he's worth it. Like you see the extra effort now on the defensive end. You see him understanding, man, I lift dudes. They feed off me. And that's powerful, bro. And the Grizzlies, see, mm -hmm. that, that's that's the fortunate thing about the, the situation we're sitting in is that they've, you know, you've got that guy. It's an organization that realizes it. But, man, they've, set, they've almost set themselves back. And then you double down making a trade to go get another center. Man, it's as simple as basketball, simple game. You got two centers in that lane clogging it up for Anthony Edwards. So um, to your point on Anthony, man, it's a, it's probably a good thing for the Grizzlies at this point that they hadn't figured it out. Hell, they might have lost that first round series last year yeah. if Minnesota was a little bit further along. But I'm with you, man. I think there's a mutual respect between Anthony Edwards and John Morant. You saw him when he was ejected. First thing he did was go over there and dap up Anthony before he got out of there. Yeah, they're but friends. They're, they're, but there's also – I'm with you. If Minnesota ever gets it figured out, and maybe maybe nights like last night will get to it this time they're without Carl Anthony Towns, you got a real rivalry on your hands because they got to keep up their end of it saying, I'm with yeah. you. This can be the rivalry of the future, but they have to keep up their end of it and understand that Anthony Edwards is the face yeah. of that franchise, man. They need we to, whether it's Towns or Gobert, they got to they gotta fix that. Right. Or or uh, D'Angelo Russell, like you know, we talked. Or D'Angelo, to your point, we talked about. You're right. We talked about if, if you're a point guard, your point guard either has to be the man or establish who the man is. That's right. Neither one, you know what I mean. So we we talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, back on Anthony Edwards, you know, we're we're older guys. We're in our forties. Uh, back in our heyday of watching basketball, uh, when we were young men in our early twenties, high school age or whatever, if Anthony Edwards played basketball in another era we'll be hearing baby Jordan all over the place. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We we live in a, a, a time where ISO basketball is kind of a thing of the past, but 
you're talking about a guy who's six foot six, can dribble pass and shoot, super athletic. Yep. Come on, man. Like he's if you got a guy like that on your team and you're not trying to build around him, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It, but it, it's hard to criticize Minnesota after coming off a, a win like they did against us. Uh, like I said, I, I had I questioned the stuff they did this summer. Um, you know, getting Gobert and, and getting, kind of gutting a lot of the role players, a lot of their DNA they got rid of. Um, but I will say this, segueing over to what we said about the whole rivalry thing. With right now, a lot of Grizzly fans feel away towards Warriors fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But and I think because of that, we made it a huge rivalry because on social media, for sure, like their fans are weirdos, man. Like, you know, they come looking for you, whatever. But here's the thing. The Warriors players, because I know there was a whole living rent-free in, in their heads, all that type of stuff. I think they kind of look at the Grizzlies like whether it's valid or not. I think it's totally invalid the way that they look at us. I think it's totally wrong. But they don't think we're on their level. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's, that's point blank, period. Like, Draymond, Clay, Steph. They they think we're some annoying kids who like okay man go win a championship and then then you can be our rival you know what I mean I mean are they wrong say that's what I'm saying that's what I'm, I don't that's what that's what I'm saying that's not a real it's a real rivalry because it's I mean it kind of is what it is but this Minnesota shit though like that's a whole other thing man because them dudes it's both of them are like nah we you know we next right you know nah we next well we now then okay well now nah, we now you know what I mean so it's like. Those you got guys like Carl Anthony Towns who's still in his twenties. You've got Anthony Edwards there. You've got D'Lo who's still a fairly young guy. John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr. Guys around the same age. Chris Finch, uh, Taylor Jenkins, two guys who really started coaching around the same time. Finch was interviewed by us, I believe. He was one of the you know the top candidates to get this job. And it's just a natural rivalry. You had to you had to playoffs or whatever. And it was a different type of thing, man, because Minnesota feels like they should have beat us. They look at us like we look at Golden State. But right. th- th- both teams kind of on that same type of level. In a couple of years, man, this Golden State rivalry is going to be dead. Them dudes going to be out of the league. Like, them, anybody, anybody feeding with Jordan Poole and James Wiseman and no shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Moses Moody. And nobody, like, you know, anybody beefing with them dudes. You know what I mean? So that, that, that Golden State thing has probably got two or three more years of that. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's – I'm not going to say it's not a rivalry, but this Minnesota one, man, it's – I think this is the one that it's really going to be something we'll see, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years down the line. I'm just curious, saying because I'm with you on Minnesota being the being the one that looks like it could really be one for the next, you know, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. What about Dallas? What about what what about Dallas and its potential as a as a Grizzlies rival? Right. I think it is on purpose, man. You know, you know, Luca triggers me all together, man. You know, mm-hmm. ever since pre-draft, the whole Luca situation triggers me. That's a whole other different they, part of the subject, though. Are they but too wait. far back right now, roster-wise, nah, for you nah. to consider, right? Or or they beat them dudes, and, and the fact them. that they've had the Grizzlies number, right? Yeah, I mean, we can't beat them, man. And and that one lines up too because of Luca and Ja. Mm-hmm. That for the next so, few years it could be. Yeah, um, that Dallas team is hard to deal with. Um, they kind of represent. Two different, because um, I, I I had a debate with this guy one time. He asked me, would I rather have Luca or would I rather have Ja on this team? And I was Ooh. like, man, I'd rather have Ja 20 times out of 20. And he kind of tried to ridicule me and, like, come at me on Twitter about it. And once he called into the radio show about it. And I'm like, man, 
Ja fits the culture of this city. Like Ja is a Memphian, you know what I mean? Like right. if, if we got Luke on this team, the national media would not let him be here. You know what I mean? They, they would be trying to get Luca the hell up out of Memphis, you know, day one. And I think that uh, you would be you would be counting down the days until Luca's gone. I think everything on TV would be, you know, where's Luca's next stop as if you don't still play for the Grizzlies. And I think that um, that kind of bleeds over. And like their fans, uh, Mavericks fans, you know, they say they say and do some things that have a different type of bravado to them, so to speak, or a different type of weight. And uh, it just kind of, you know, there's a racial element to it. You know, but you 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 get little trigger words like uh, Josh, just an athlete. You know, he's you know he's he's a highlight player and all these type of things. As if he's not one of the better point guards in the league. You know what I mean? So um, that 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 kind of stuff triggers me with 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 Luca fans and Dallas fans. Um, the the Pelicans thing, I I think you're kind of seeing because that that the last couple of games we had with them has kind of had a little edge to them. You can mm-hmm. kind of feel some of the hostility, especially when it feels like the Pelicans are building a team just to be just to match up against us. It seems like that's almost what they're doing, especially when you go get guys like CJ McCollum and you know these type of guys. Um, the Atlanta thing with Trey Young, John and Trey really haven't played against each other uh, a lot. They've missed a lot of those one-on-one matchups over the years. I think that's one that's going to boil over because of the the the. the two top point guards and, and John Moran and Trey Young and their fan base is going against each other because, oh, how dare you tell a Hawks fan that Jaws passed Trey as far as like, who's the better point right. guard? They lose their mind. Um, but those are the ones. Those feel like the ones to me. Who, who do we say? Dallas, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, the Warriors, of course. I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. That, that Suns thing feel like it could get ugly too, man, because uh, Chris Paul's day is there. Chris Paul ain't even played much this season for them. But that that feels like, especially with Booker and Ja, you know, both being, you know, I can see a battle for between us and them too. But but that Minnesota joint though, man, I'm telling you, that's the one that's got that's got some Bulls Pistons type thing to it. You know what I mean? That that's the one I see for sure. Hey, but before we move on to, to Ja and, and and what happened toward the end of that game with the ejection, you know, back real quick on on that game. And 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 more of a, a kind of mm-hmm. a look at all season, but the Grizzlies have struggled at the free throw line. And in that yeah. game, you go eighteen of thirty, and Ja Morant uh, six of eleven. You know his numbers a little bit down, but as a team, they're down. They're way down. Stephen Adams, when he goes up there, you're almost holding your head. We talked about you know the inability to play him in late game situations at times mm-hmm. because shooting what 25 percent from the free throw line. How, how has has it become a point where? It is a concern to you. Is it is it a deal where you know, like we do in Memphis? Hey, man, that goes for the college team all the way to the Grizzlies, where you don't worry about it until you know playoffs, whatever. It it, it has gotten to a point now. Tyus is down. Uh, uh, Ja down. Stephen Adams. Uh, it, 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 is it a concern for you yet, son? Yeah, it is. Uh, missing free throws, you know, that's that's a big deal, and we've seen it's games detailed, like, right. Yeah, it's a yeah. small thing. Their points, you know what I mean? <laughs> is that like is that like those points don't count? So uh, it's kind of troublesome for sure. I think one thing one thing about us, it kind of speaks to the level of sometimes our team can be so confident that we lose focus, and I think it's it's all just part of that package, man. Like they're um, they talk That's so. That's what last night was going to be talking about those yeah, extra couple they, nights in New York. Yeah, uh, they talk. 
they, they talk so much, they're so confident in themselves that sometimes it can just cause them to be unfocused, man. Um, it's kind of hard to um, kind of diagnose what a problem is with free throw shooting. Nah, it'd be, it'd be nice for them to get that back by the horns, you know. Yeah, it's just bearing yeah. down from a constant uh, from right. a concentration standpoint. I know that's not something that's not something that they, you really just spend time on in practice. Is like, let's, let's get free throw shots. Up. I mean, they do the whole free throw shooting, you know, tournament or whatever. But um, that's something guys have to do. They got to get in the lab on their own and do that in their own time. Um, I don't want. I don't really stress about. It. It's a big deal. But I mean, how do you? What do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to just step up there, knock them down, and and keep it moving. Yeah, Stephen Adams got to put in a little extra work though. We talked about. Man, it. All no, right, just get the ball out of his hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man, ain't no fixing that shit. I don't think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are you are listening to the Grind Season podcast with Anthony saying yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button for us. Help us out. Uh, that brings us to topic number two. Ja Morant with 122 left in that game mm-hmm. uh, was ejected for a couple of technical fouls. Now, at that point, uh, I'm pretty sure I went back and got it. The score was 104-94. So, so the game was over when John ja Morant was ejected. But after he was ejected, and you've seen it on Twitter, you've mm-hmm. seen Ja, ja double down, too, sort of on it, too, on social media. But you could see Ja uh, calling the, the the ref and kind of getting some joy out of it because he smiled mm-hmm. right afterwards, uh, a sassy-ass uh, N-word. So mm-hmm. back, back to the point. Um, I said this saying real quick, I, I'll say where I was, that I thought that it crossed the line in the sense – and, and listen, I – I even got some a, a little bit of blowback on this that, man, you're criticizing Ja. We know that criticism of Ja in this town. Um, it gets frowned upon, dude. It does. It does. But um, people are saying it's on the show today. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, mm-hmm. because I did. it is a criticism. I thought Ja went too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he showed the ref up. In, in in going to that to that length and, and i'll just put it that way more than what he said to him or what he said you know the emojis afterwards it's after a loss like that where you've missed you know uh, let me how, how many free throws john missed in that game five free throws seven turnovers you've had 27 as a team uh you're clearly about to lose that game i know you're frustrated that dylan just got tossed and this this official has probably you know probably deserves a little, you know, a little bit of a working over by you, but I thought yeah. saying taking it to that next level yeah. where you get it to a point where it's potentially showing up the ref. Some told me it's not showing up the ref that he talked to him man to man. But when you call the ref a sassy ass, and where you are showing the ref up to me, I'm I'm looking where are the other superstars in the league going that far with officials? Jaws at an important part. Here, here's my larger point saying Jaws at a, 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 an important part of his career where he's starting to get that superstar call. Right. And in any kind of extra like this, where whether it's with this official 
or with officials who this official talks to about that night. Man, you don't need anything lingering or any kind of reputation or brand that you're you're willing to show an official up and take it to that level. So right. uh, I just thought it it just it was unnecessary, and I thought it it, it was a you know I hope somebody points it out to him, saying I hope yeah. that we're not in a city where everybody's so in obviously in love with the superstar and 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 all the good that Jai is where you there aren't teachable moments that he can learn and there 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 are people who are willing to set and pull him to the side and say you know what man to to this this doesn't serve you uh uh, yeah. uh you know not, not, nothing positive is going to come out of this so that's my little spiel on saying I don't, what, what did you think of, of am I going too far did Jai go too far um what do you think of <laughs> well I'm not going to say you're going too far um I was a little disappointed in seeing what he said. Um, I look at the Spencer Dinwiddie stuff that happened last week where he says that a ref called him a, a bitch-ass mf -er. Glad you brought that up. Yep. And the way that he was like, man, whatever I did to make you go off like that, let me apologize first. You know what I mean? Let me, whatever, I, if I did something to cause you to respond that way, you know, man, I apologize, but I don't like what you said. You know what I mean? And he came to him respectfully. And, you know, I thought Spencer Dinwiddie handled it remarkably, bro. You know what I mean? But the only thing I'll say about Ja is here, here's my thing, man. We have a player here who is a marketing unicorn. We I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. He has the kids appeal that Steph Curry had mixed with the street appeal of Allen Iverson, which is something that doesn't even make sense. How do, how do, you, how do you represent the streets? But not scare little rich kids. You know what I mean? Because when I went to I went to an Atlanta Hawks game, road game, Grizzlies versus the Hawks, and I saw a bunch of little rich white kids at the after the game with John Morant jerseys getting them signed. And I was like, what in the hell am I looking at? Like it took me a while to process what I was. I'm like, I'm not in Memphis. Like this is Josh's rookie year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what am I looking at? Like it took me a while to process it for sure. And um well, to that point, what I'm saying is, why put yourself in a situation where you can like ruin any of that? Like, I don't mean like totally in it, ruin it, but like, why take any any chance of 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 mildly messing up your your uh, your whole thing you got going on, man? Because that street side can mess up that kids appeal side. You understand what I'm saying? And when you know you're on the verge of a Nike shoe coming and you saw what happened with Kyrie Irving with stuff that he said that was insensitive right why are you even like why man like just move like you said it in real time you said and you and let's just peel it says this is this is a podcast this ain't radio this is this is you know we're gonna be real about this back in my day the word sassy had some connotations that I don't think John Moran wants to go down that street right you know what I mean? It's uh, like, I'm, I'm, and, and saying I'm glad you went there because we're, yeah. we're all thinking and we're all saying it behind the scenes, but that right. that word has connotations. Right. And, and, and here's the thing. We all want to protect John Moran. We come from Memphis where we protected Zach Randolph. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we protect the Zebo here. But with that being said, man, whether we protect you or not, or whether we want to call you out on it or not, there's still consequences to bad decisions, bro. And we don't want to see you go out like that, fam. You all we got. Exactly. You, 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 like, you, 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 the this greatest is out of love, exactly. Yeah, this is out of love. You know, you, right. you, we ain't never had nothing close to you here. And I'm like, man, you just can't be shooting off saying stuff like that because I'm them, them some loaded words, bro. Them folks will come, these people will come get you, bro. Like, we, we live in cancel culture. 
motherfuckers will get you up out of here, like for sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, twelve, we love you, man, but you can't, you can't let that. Well, that loss is just one of of many you have in your career. Move on, man. Like, stay on the ref's good side. You get a favorable whistle. We've never seen a player that we can give the ball to him and he go, oh, that was gonna shoot two free throws. I ain't never seen that. Like, we yep. didn't see Mike Conley dribble the ball and get, you know, no. Ja gets a favorable whistle. There were memes going around about uh, they had a Ja slip and slide game. Ja Morant slip and slide about him falling and, and, and flopping and whatever. Man, I was I like, man, man, they had a tear roll down. I said, man, we got to do the game. They recognize right that we got to yeah, do I'm like, man, don't mess that up, man. It, like, stay on the good side of these refs, bro, for sure. And it's like, I, I get it, though. Like, if, if if he feels like there's unfair treatment, man, talk to talk to talk. You know what I mean? But when, you, when you're saying things that are, like, crossing the line, like, right. kind of, like, flat out trying to disrespect the guy, game's over, you still on social media saying it, especially when stuff, man, with the words that came out of his mouth, the, 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 I'm not going to, the phrase that he, that he used to describe the ref, and especially that emoji. I'm like, fam, come on, man. Like, like, you know, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You just saw, you just saw what they did to Kyrie, a guy that I know you look up to. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, bro, like, it ain't, it's not worth it, man. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm I'm just disappointed because I, I would I would like to see him move smarter. Like I know we we say, man, let's. I wish I could fast forward to when when Jaron gets physically able to do this, or I fast forward to when Desmond Bain is an All Star level player, or when Brandon Clark does this. When it comes down to all these guys, I wish I could just fast forward when these guys are just a little older, a little bit more mature, man, and just avoid some of the silly stuff. You know what I mean? But like I said, that's part of who John Morant is, bro. We cannot compare this man to an Allen Iverson type and not embrace the the wild stuff that's going to come with it. And this is just kind of part of this guy's kind of part of what you're going to see with John. But as a city, like I said, we got to protect fam for sure. And I get that whole part because this Memphis at the end of the day, we're going to put love around it. But bro, we got to hold my boy accountable too, man. Like this, when I saw people really wasn't just tripping about it, I was like, bro, like, what Twilight Zone am I in where, where like, it, what Josh said could have went way left, you know what I mean? Or what he did could have went way left. But. Man, I, I love yeah. the way you put it, Sane, because this, this is out of protection for Ja. Yeah, like, man. we protect our own, but even in doing this and, and being able to be critical of him. I got to tell you when your ass is out. Exactly. Because <laughs> right. we, we, I ain't going to see cheeks out here. And you, and I, and because we want you to shine. We yeah. want you to get yeah. it all because we'll feel like as Memphians that we're getting a part of. We finally yeah. got one to your point. Yeah. Although, you know, if from everything from the star call to getting mm-hmm. the superstar signature shoe, we want all that so that you, you are, you hit the net. This is out of love. We right. should be able to. And hopefully to saying you're right. Cause I thought I, I was, I woke up this morning expecting, uh, there might be news on a fine or something like that. Uh, this maybe it's a, a an inexpensive. Le- what could have been an expensive lesson for him turns right. out being an inexpensive lesson. Like I said, I know there are smart people around that Grizzlies organization uh, right. that can pull him to the side. That will pull him aside and say, "Look, man, this is just one for all those reasons you just laid out for the on the court reasons for the marketability, the off the court for the just you don't need to go there. You man, can't it ain't be, not over be there, tied man. to anything. It's exactly, it ain't, yeah. it ain't worth it. So I, mean, I saw we we saw Kyrie Irving. Man, yeah, get a fall back jumper in, in, in the finals and and and, and go crazy in all star games, and it probably didn't the shoes. And people saying, uh, was he the best player on, on LeBron's team? And can LeBron win without Kyrie? All these type of things, yeah. We saw that flip, you know what I mean? Just it happens, man. I don't want it's, it's 
it's just a silly thing to do, man. And like yeah. we we love twelve in this city, man. Like like our sons. But he's he's learning. He's he's a young man, and he's learning. Yeah. And, and and listen, like we talked about with Conley, our thing was he never would get on an official. So it felt yeah. like that. Even if you wanted to get a call every once in a while, I'm not, I'm not against the man getting an official's no, ass. I'm not I, against want, that I want job working the officials yeah. the way he does, but, but it's learning certain stuff, man. You just can't and, go there. Bro. And I have yeah. no doubt that he will, man. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that he will as as he as he goes on through his career. Yeah. So so um definitely definitely I, pr I appreciate those thoughts. I, I think. I, I like the way uh I, I like the way doing this out of love. It's yeah, criticism, but out of love. We're trying to protect to. the man. No question man, about I, it. I, I wish I I've, I've had other you know kind of older media members you know just media members who are from Memphis like man we, I really wish we could really get the old school accessibility because you know I really wish I could just really get that job about certain stuff. That he does. Man, man, he a grown ass man, but it's like bro, you know we we. We we not gonna let you go out like that. Like you right. can't, cause that that could have. I'm I don't, I'm gonna stop talking about it really, cause I'm like I'm, I'm really shocked that that didn't go somewhere else. You know, way left. You know what I mean? This morning, but hey, yeah, I'm still young. Goddamn So I just you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, yeah, man. It's it's wild stuff to me though, bro. For sure. Yeah. Now, uh, well, of course, we'll we'll move on to our final segment. Uh, a grind season which of course we hope you're subscribing to listen twice a week uh, all season long into the off season uh grizz now 12 and 9 about to embark on a three game and four day stretch that's going to see him play we mentioned at philly on friday at detroit on sunday and then miami on monday uh as we close this one out here in our our final segment and again you can download us on the free odyssey uh app or wherever you get your podcast is is three and zero asking for for too much? Saying at this point with with Desmond Bain out, and I saw the injury report for Philly. He's still listed as out. No, he's got the boot off, but uh, at least it feels like it'll be at least another Man. At, least, at least a couple of more games. Is is going is asking for three and zero too much? Grizz are seven and two at home this season. Two of those games, uh, what this one against Philly and Miami will be at uh at the crib. What what do you think about these next three? Um, I think anything other than two and one is is a bad little stretch uh before we talk again um philadelphia game is always odd you're playing against one of the better big men in the league uh melton's gonna go hard you know that's gonna happen yep um i'm worried about that that game the other the, the miami game is, is always gonna be a challenge um you need to go two and one man you can't lose that detroit game um yeah you need, you need to go two and one Period. Three and zero would be super dope. I don't see it. I just still think we're trying to figure some stuff out, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was still especially without Bane. Yeah, without Bane, you're trying to find your way. Jaren's trying to find his way. Jaren didn't have the best game uh, last night either. We didn't really talk about that. Um, you know, John's probably going to try to answer the bell uh, big time in this game. I mean, the next game up. But you need to get this Philadelphia game, like you said. You got the emotions with Melton. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 go ahead and I think we need to we need to go two and one in this stretch. Let me ask you something. Miami is ten and twelve, and right now eleventh uh, in the East. So outside yeah. looking in on the play and all that, certainly not saying they would finish there. But are are there days of contending? You know, is that done? Are, are we looking at, you know, what's eventually going to be a a transitioning Miami team? Are there days of contending in the East? Because that that top of the East is heavy, man. 
with Boston, with Milwaukee. I want to throw Cleveland in there just because they've been pretty consistent. Uh, you think by yeah. the end of the season, Miami pull, can pull it together? They're back to contending in the East, or is that, are those days done? Um, Going back to the standings, man, there are two good teams in the NBA that have been, like, really just kind of stood out. That's Boston and Milwaukee. Everybody yep. else, everybody's yep. record is just – just a bunch of mumbled up, you know, 12 and 10s, 12 and 9s, 12 and 11s. You know what I mean? Everybody's pretty much got the same record, like That's a game true. away from each other. It's true. Because even even at 10 and 12, Miami is um, – they're eight games out of first place, but they're uh, like two and a half out of fourth. You know what I mean? Three right. games out of third. You know what I mean? It's, it's – I mean, four games out of third. Like, everybody's got – you know, everybody's got that jumbled thing. But here's here's the funny part, though, man. Uh, a few years ago in the bubble when the Lakers won the championship, everything was, you know, La Mickey and Mickey Mouse ring and all these type of things. There was a lot of Mickey Mouse shit that came out of Miami that season too, bro. Because Duncan Robinson was looking like Larry Bird. He really <laughs> was. Like, yeah. and, like nobody really talks about that, man. Like, <laughs> there was so much, there was so much uh, Mickey Mouse stuff in Miami, man, that, like, Jimmy Butler was people were like Jimmy Butler might be top five player in the league. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was. I, I it do was remember that. Stuff. It was a, a ton of stuff. Like there was like nobody really gives them that bubble curve like the Lakers got or whatever. But uh, I don't think that I don't think that Heat team has actually ever been a real title contender. Uh, I think they've got a they maximize what they do. They got a simple formula, man. They play defense. They got a one guy that you can kind of get the ball to. To do some Superman stuff and Jimmy Butler, and they got a ton of shooters, shooters. In right? And they're just strong, and they play they they're tough. Like I said, they play hard nosed defense, so they're you know that's a winning formula, man. You know for sure. But um, I don't. Did, really you, see that, did you see that meme of uh, Udonis Haslam the other night trying to guard Jason Tatum? They nah. just, yeah, man. I say why why they got a forty year old on Jason Tatum? <laughs> man, Tatum is out here exploding on folks this year. They, oh, yeah. they, are, they are just Boston is so good right now. You're yeah, right. Man. Them in Milwaukee are just hands they got, down. A, they got a no name brother with a white man name, looking like uh, the coach of the year out there. <laughs> who that brother? They just rolled in that old brother out there to coach that to. Hey, who? Hey. I don't think they knew they were hiring a brother. It was like, oh shit, another one. <laughs> do you do you like uh Detroit's five and eighteen? I'm not gonna sit up here and, and say me money too, man. I had the over, I bet the over on them. Yeah, didn't we think they were gonna be a little bit better yeah, than this though? Okay. Cunningham's had the leg or whatever. That's yeah. part and and uh yeah, and, uh wish wish John Morant, man, out there looking regular yeah. as hell, man. My yeah. boy ain't, I thought my boy was gonna be doing his thing, man. What'd you call him? <laughs> Which John Morant? Nah, Morant. Nah, Morant, this man said. Which John Morant out there, man? You know, wish the little app where it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty good. I I got I got still got high hopes for young Jaden. Jay Dyer was my rookie of the year, man. He he ain't looking sorry. He just looking like. Cause first I was like, man, dude, it's like job, but like a little taller, and I was like, shit, dude, might be about to break the lead. He just kind of mm. looked like a he's like a fake job now, man. Him and uh and your boy from uh Cleveland, uh damn with the Vanderbilt shit, Garland. All the oh, like Dar- fake yeah. jobs out here, man. Little Darius, man. Put yeah. some respect on Darius' name now. He, he all stop, but he's still a fake job brand too, though, man. Come on, man. Hey, you know Ja does have a, a he can't Darius can't be Ja. Yeah, Darius yeah, is ja not does have a return of little underlings in the league now. You know, he do got you know his little his little guys out here. 
Well, I mean, it's, the greens of the world. It's gonna be that way for for years to come. Yeah, right? that crazy Josh like twenty three, and this dude he be little. It's bro. unbelievable. They big bro and John. He's a kid's his own now. So, but yeah, and you could tell Andy Edwards what is a year, what a year yeah, behind yeah, him yeah. looks yeah. up to him. You can tell he was saying he was saying like you know he wanted to play with twelve coming to. Yeah. The I yeah. still think it's happening, bro. Like I, I don't know how, but I could I still think that like there's no way Andy Edwards is like for real happy in Minnesota. Like no, no way. Well, probably, probably not. I know you were talking about how um, if we had Luca, they'd be trying to pull him out of here. Did yeah. you not see? Did you not see them Knicks and all the sidebars written about? Man, if we had just had Ja, who just came in here and yeah. had a triple double and hadn't yeah. got got, we got stuck with R.J. Barrett. Yeah, like between Stephen A. and some of them Knicks fans, they gonna try. They gonna try oh, to yeah. keep pulling Ja Moran up out of here. Y'all, y'all know they ain't I'm know. with you that it'd be different degree for Luca. Ja fits right. in Memphis. He's yeah. ours, but. Bruh, new, believe me, Stephen A. Smith's gonna try to get him up out of here. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, One, if, for if sure. Luca played in Memphis, he'd be wearing a, a Knicks colored Grizzly jersey. <laughs> he'd have a special edition Grizzly jersey. <laughs> like the Grizz, the Grizzlies released a, a Knicks edition, uh, not a city edition, but yeah, he would not be. No, nah, the league would uh, no. The media would would get uh, would have got Luca the hell up out of here a long time. That's it. I I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Right. Well, that's uh that's this episode of Grind Season. You guys make sure to listen to us on the Free Odyssey app, like we tell you regularly, or wherever you get your podcast. Spotify usually up quickly. Um, yeah, three games in four days. It's about to get real. It'll pick up. We'll have plenty to talk about when we get back with you next week. Uh, probably looking at Tuesday for the next podcast, but. Uh, until next time, for Brother Sane, uh, I am Jason Smith. Stay on your grind.